0: Hello, it's Darren here from the tech entrepreneur. and today's episode we're going to be talking about a very important subject. It's women in tech. and in today's episode we're going to be joined by Tina Little and Kimberly Holding, who are part of the growing team at Clear Sky. Hi, welcome to the podcast. We've been doing a lot of recruitment in the last few months at Clear Sky. And it's really highlighted an issue in the tech industry. Less than 20% of candidates for all roles, whether that be software development, web design, project management, sales or marketing, have been female. I've been talking this over with a few of the female members of the team, Kimberly Holding, who leads uh, customer relations, and Tina Little, who's our lead designer. And they've got some ideas they would like to chat over around how we can improve the situation and how you might can take some tips to improve the situation in your company. So yeah, I just want to take it away from there? Do you want to give a bit an intro to yourselves?
1: So I'm Kimberly and I'm head of customer relationships at Clear Sky Logic and I've been part of the team since February. I was the only female until Tina joined us a couple of months ago, which was an absolute delight for me to not be the only female anymore. Um, yeah, so that's me over to Tina.
2: Thanks, Kimberly. Um, so yeah, my name's Tina. Um, I started with the Clear Sky Logic back in September, so it's been maybe about a month and a half now. Uh, I started as design lead, so I'll be heading up um, any kind of website designs or apps, a lot of the user flows as well, uh, how the customer experiences our products as well is quite a large focus. Um, again, my background is um, it's always been and digital as well. Uh, so I've experienced this pretty much from graduating all the way through to where I am now. Yep, so back to you Darren.
0: Sounds good, sounds good. So, so getting to clear Sky, what, what's been your kind of history before that for both of you? How does this compare to, to other places in terms of that, of that divide? Um, I, I guess we're probably about industry average as well for about 20% for the team being female, maybe less than that at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, So I started my career in a graduate position for uh, an oil and gas company and so that was quite heavy. It was very very similar to to what we're experiencing at Clear Sky Logic. It was very heavy on the the male dominated roles within the engineering sector. So I was one of six business development people within the the whole company for the six different divisions at one point in one of the roles in one of the companies and the other five leaders were, were male and you know, I was in my early 20s at that time, and I think I now view it a bit differently, being slightly older than my mid-20s now. Um, but I think it was a bit of a shock for me at the time, you know, being excited to get a graduate role, working in a, a forward-thinking industry, and then being one of very few females and, you know, not having that direction from, from older females, having to take that lead from, from males. So I think that kind of inspired me to, to be that person in, in future roles that I had.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of what you said kind of echoes with me as well, Kimberly. Um, from starting as a graduate as well, I was very much in a similar position where a lot of the companies that I worked for when I came out as being a graduate, um, they were mostly kind of male-dominated areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I've always been in the tech kind of sector, whether that be, you know, the web design element or, you know, even the building at LP. Il- element to things as well It's so it's always been that kind of male dominated uh, arena if you will where there's not even women in leadership positions or even in my, my previous positions very very few of them have had any women in leadership um, it's always been even from the colleagues around me it's always been kind of the male male areas I would say from that point
0: I wonder how far back it goes. Do you, do you think it's, even thinking back to kind of high school, um, was, it, was it, you know, at, at the time, I guess, design, art and, and design were separated, where even back then, when you'd have art, where it was you know, more female than male, in, in my high school, and then, you know, I think they called it craft and design, was, was more kind of male-dominated. I want, so I wonder how early, you know, it goes back, and maybe what some of those kind of, they, what what the kind of root cause is for it. Because for me, I think, I can't think of a, a reason why it would be like that, you know, at, at all. Like, I, I know there's kind of stigma attached to being a male and, and you know, and that, you know, we, we tinker we can computer games when we're, you know, as, as, as soon as we can possibly kind of move our fingers to, to play them. But, um, yeah, but that, that shouldn't be the case across the whole the whole number of different um, skills that are involved in what we do.
2: Yeah, I think even going back to my high school experience, um you had the graph comm which was traditionally like your isometric views um your kind of technical drawing kind of side of things a uh, guy we had product design was a guy a uh, crafting design guy but then on the flip side of that our art teacher was female but like it was a really interesting point that you said there darren how Back then in high school, there was very much a clear divide between the technical subjects and the arts. There wasn't that kind of balance that we have now, whereby art and design is so closely interwined. Uh, we've even got uh, user experience now, which, you know, it's came on leaps and bounds even since, I mean, it wasn't even mentioned when we were in high school.
0: And do you think coming out of, kind of high school and education when you're going for your first roles, um, were, did you have that knowledge, or you, I mean you've been through the kind of experiences before that about going for your first roles, coming out, did, did you know it would be so kind of skewed in one direction?
1: Um, I think it can be very varied dependent on what industry you want to go into, what roles you want to do, even what high school and what you know additional programmes they have to support these different areas. And I think it can be very, very varied because even within sciences, within our school, it was very much, you know, the boys did physics and chemistry and the girls did biology. And quite, you know, a few of my friends achieved, you know, the advanced hires in physics. And that was that was something that they really focused on. A a woman managed to achieve an advanced hire in physics or chemistry. And it was that, you know, in the stats within the school system, that's not being done very often. I think the the root cause of it really does lie maybe even as early as primary school
2: Yeah I would definitely agree with that Um, similar to what you'd said Kimberly a lot of the the sciences it was very much a a boys class so even for me the kind of, I don't want to use the word segregation because that puts it very much us and them Mm -hmm. Um, but there was definitely topics there even like IT for example I remember when I put my name down for IT it was like oh I'm, do you mean IT is that or do you not maybe mean art and it's going no you know it was IT that I was looking for so again it, it kind of even goes back to I think primary school like you said Kimberly and a lot of the time it's not even about the school system it's about how you've been raised as well
1: Yep. What toys did your parents buy you? Was it, was it dollies or was it transformers? Well, mine's is very
2: much half and half. My parents, <laughs> like, weirdly enough, we had this conversation a good number of years ago. And I'd said to my parents, you know, I don't remember much of my childhood, but what, what did you get me as a kid? And they said, they always got me something science based, they always got me a book and they also got me like a normal toy. So those were the three kind of, you know, presents, if you will. And I always remember getting this kit and it was to, um, it was a microscope kit and it had lots of like dead bees wings and things like that. I got the slides. same kit. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I just thought that was the best thing ever. I mean, you could look under the science kit and go, oh my goodness, that is gross, but equally just as interesting.
0: So I think it might go back as far as that. And the answer might just be buying science kits.
2: Even oh. like the chemistry sets are great nowadays. I've seen one on TV and it was acrylic gel sets that you could make into whatever you wanted. And you could pour in the acrylic and then harden it. And that would be what you made. And it was a kit.
1: So and acrylic it's just gels just aren't for nails, it's for... They're s- not just for nails. nails.
0: <laughs> it's also for destroying carpets.
1: <laughs> also <Especially>. more, <laughs> more
2: appropriately, yeah. Okay,
0: did, did you always know you wanted to work in tech, in tech you know, for, for, from that point of view, from, from an early age, or was it something you just kind of fell into?
2: I think for me, um, I'm trying to recall back on what I really wanted to do when I was younger. I remember seeing a lot of the Jurassic Park movies and wanting to become an archaeologist. Then realising archaeology had absolutely hee-haw to do with really dinosaurs. Um, I think I must have fell into tech maybe towards the kind of middle to end of high school. I always kind of knew, even going into uni... I remember asking our course leader if we had to do isometric views because you know what? I wasn't really a fan of isometric views, but I liked design.
0: (laughs) What do you mean by isometric views?
2: So when I was in high high school, um, our graph comms um, class, isometric views were when if you're drawing, technically anyway, if you were drawing a, a building, the isometric view would take into consideration your vanishing points and been able to draw it with, you know, getting your, your ruler lined up at certain points. Um, been able to draw 3D is essentially what isometric views were. Um, and although I really loved Graphcom at that point, I really wasn't a fan of technical drawing,
1: but I loved every other element around it.
0: What about you, Kimberly?
1: Um, I completely fell into it. I, I thought I was going to be an educational psychologist, but turns out I didn't want to go back to uni and do my PhD. That, that seemed like too much time at uni for me. I was afraid I'd end up an academic and have no life skills. So I um, started applying for different, um, different jobs and I got my graduate job in the oil and gas industry. And I think that was, as I said, my graduate job was when it really struck me the first time that there was a clear divide in some industries for males versus females, Um, and I think because I'd always grown up with an older brother as well, I was surrounded by a lot of males, I am quite competitive, so I just really wanted to win, so that's that's what's driven me to to work in tech and achieve more. And I moved to Edinburgh a few years ago and started working in tech, getting 16 to 19 year olds into apprenticeship, and then again that same issue came up over and over again, you would, you know, see the numbers of, of, of male applicants. And it was the question, it's like, well, why are females not applying for these roles? Do they not think they're good enough? Has is it, is it been the school system? Is it been the way that they've been raised? You know, what are the barriers to, to women entering tech? So, yeah, anyone can do it. It doesn't matter if they're male or female. Yeah, I think you touched on a really interesting point there,
2: Kimberly, when you were saying... Um, about why women aren't applying for these positions. Um, In my experience, there's never just one answer. There's no kind of checkbox that you can tick to say, well, this is the only reason why women aren't applying. I think it comes back to a much wider kind of, even going back to historical um, kind of family settings and how you're raised. And then coming forward to present day, it's even things like the, the wording that you might use in the job spec. Um, it's been proven time and time again that depending on certain words that you might use, then more male candidates might be driven to apply based on the wording that you're using as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was one of the things that kind of highlighted this, this chat for the podcast, that we went through a kind of huge hiring phase at ClearSky across various roles, not just development, also design, project management business development you name it marketing as well and and i'd say i'd say it's it's even it's even less than 20 percent of females applying you know regardless of the type of role just you know our role here which it must mean that we're not getting the best candidates you know you might you might look at that and might say that oh well you know why does it matter if someone's male or female as long as you're hiring the best people but if the best people don't apply then you can't be hiring the best people right and I guess it was kind of new to me. It was it, it put in stark contrast, all my career been hiring developers. And I just thought it was, you know, the way things were, you know, maybe due to you know, my time at uni when I think I had a, a year of about two hundred, and there's two hundred people in total, and there's less than five females in it. But yeah, I wonder why they're not applying. You know, what, what is it? You know, is it, is it is it maybe our brand? Is it, I mean, is it our name? Is it is it you kind know, of what we do? So, so I guess like, thinking back to when when both both you Tina and and Kimberly you would have applied for roles in the last nine months ish. What what did you think of of the roles when we put them up and and the brand? It has has evolved a lot since then.
1: Well, I was actually just having this conversation with Tina earlier today, you know, journeying back sort of eight, nine months. And I was like, what did I think of the company? What did I think of the brand? And I think it was very obvious for me on the front of it that it was all males within the company. And had I been in my early 20s, that would have been very off-putting for me. But I think because I've worked in an industry like that before, and I'm in my mid-thirties. I just thought to myself, "Yeah, this is a challenge. I can, I can do this. Like people shouldn't be scared to do this. But a lot of people would be put off by that. Just walking into an office thinking there's not even another female that I can stand by the coffee machine and have a chat with.
2: Yeah, I would definitely. Uh, what you've said resonates a lot with me. Um, going back to, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago that I'd started with back in September time so for me when I'm looking at companies to join it's very much a case of looking through the LinkedIn who who exists at the company at the moment what's the kind of balance like uh, checking through even sites like Glassdoor and finding out what people think of your company similarly to what Kimberly said actually it was very much a if I was maybe younger and maybe less experienced that would definitely have put me off seeing that there was just one other female, or even if Kimberly wasn't there. Again, there's no females. Um, but I think because I've had that experience now, and you know, been out of uni for the time that I've been in and been in the industry, you're kind of able to say to yourself, you know what, I am going to take that challenge on. But um, as I'd said to Kimberly previously, I've actually been in positions before where I've been asked to join a company. And then when I've done my research and seen that there's no females in the company, I haven't even looked any further. I've just said, you know what? No, I'm good, thanks. It's not really somewhere that I'd want to be. Um, but I think now that we've obviously, got, we've got Pemberley and myself on board and I'm really excited for where we can take this because we, we've obviously identified where we can improve, um, and different topics that we need to be discussing. And yes, they might be diff- difficult discussions to have, but I think at the same time they're also necessary to be able to grow.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think I think as well when we're trying to create something different here, like it's not we're not just trying to create another company, another kind of run in the mill. We're trying to, you know, attract the best talent we possibly can to make the best products we can. Um, so i would be interesting, you know, thinking of what what could what could be done differently. As as a male, you know, applying for male male roles, I would never even think to look at, at what the kind of the, the female male ratio was or anything like that. So that's how blinded I am to it. Um, and I guess just just you know, the, the kind of person I am, I'm quite willing to put my hands up sometimes and, and just be you know, except that I don't have the answers for that sort of thing. That, And that's why, I'm, you know, I'm, t- I'm looking at you guys. You know, the, you're the, the the females in charge of your various areas of the company. You're both hiring managers as well. You know, you're bringing in people under, underneath you. So you know, what, what what do you think you would do differently? I mean, uh, Tina just hired a male um, and Kimberly's currently hiring and, you know, that hiring will, will continue. What, what would you guys do differently?
1: In terms of being aware of future expansion, I think even for the males in the company, to be aware that this is an issue is a step forward. So I think that we're even having this discussion is is great. I think that's a, that's a really difficult question because I think it's something that Tina touched on earlier. It's, it's the language on our website. It's, you know, superpowers and superheroes, which Tina and I love. <laughs> but do, does every girl like that or is that more geared towards the males? So... I'm not sure if that's even the correct message that we've we've got on our own website.
2: Yeah, I think definitely it's a case of a lot of your words. And that's that's kind of, for me anyway, that's one thing is definitely an actionable point, but even goes as further as to what we're doing in other areas that are not just our own websites or not just our clients. So it's maybe even participating in kind of women in tech festivals um, I mean, there's there was even one um, kind of earlier on in the month uh, that was run by. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like Glasgow University that had put it on, um, and they'd work with like um, the Scottish government. And they'd worked with loads of bigger companies, bigger names, and it was the um, Ada Scotland Festival. And this was looking at um, going and speaking to younger women women that are maybe or rather younger females that have maybe not got to that stage in their life yet where they're graduating or coming into workplace um, and it touches a lot more on stem as well so i think even as a company if we can participate in those kind of initiatives to show that yes we are learning yes we are as pro- a process but it's shown that we are open. We're able to help that problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I guess things don't fix themselves, do they? So just kind of hoping it fixes it isn't enough, or even just like you mentioned, that the brand or or, or the words we're using—it's it. so probably not enough either, is it? See, so yeah, are, are you guys aware of any other? Is it not institutions or organisations or anything like that 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 you, that you know goes on in the kind of local areas? I mean, we're we're kind of spread out across central belt of Scotland at the moment, with the team all working remotely, so. So I think there's a few. I think there's women in tech in Edinburgh. I've heard something, something about that. Um, That's
1: actually this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think as well, just with the team, I think it's been more vocal as well, get, like, get, yeah. getting, getting ourselves out there. You know, it's something that it's, it's easy to just get lost in the day, you know, and think, oh, you know, that out, outward-facing stuff, it'll you know, get done if it gets done, when it gets done sort of thing. But I think with the amount of people we're hiring in, I think we probably need to just do a bit more in that area um, to get the best candidates applying, whether it be male or female.
1: I think it's all about women inspiring women as well because Tina and I were having a discussion about how women are often women's own worst enemy and how a particular woman can achieve a lot and instead of you know, mentoring another woman or having even that positive conversation with her and seeing how they might work together, it's, it's almost a competition. That's just not going to help anyone, is it? Sharing inspirational stories and you know working with people to, to help them achieve more. That's what we we thought would be a great
2: idea isn't it Tina? Yeah I mean even like if, if for example as we kind of grow it'd be great to kind of have that um, maybe a more junior member came in to pair them up with maybe a more senior member within Clear Sky whether that be Kimberly or myself who, or whoever might be in there um, and been able to really mentor them and say look if you're maybe having problems getting your voice heard these are maybe some hints and tips just even things like that and can really make a a difference on someone's career trajectory as well
0: yeah i mean it, it could be something that we you know we've become quite passionate at. whether it be helping out at, you know, there's you know, things things like code clan in edinburgh you know maybe we could support them about you know what around you know what does it mean to be a kind of woman in tech and, and how does that work and how are you treated versus you know the the males you're working alongside just to try and take some of that stigma away or 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 reinforce it you know i'm assuming that things are fine maybe they're not fine you know
2: i would say definitely at the moment we've we've really got a kind of good um culture there's areas that um i would say how you can maybe be an ally to other women as well so might this might not apply directly as we speak but even things like Say if you if you're a part of a conversation and you hear someone speaking down about another woman or whatever that may that conversation may be, uh, maybe just speaking to the person privately and saying, look, maybe that wasn't so cool. However, you choose to approach that, and being seen to be an ally to other women as well, because it's one thing to be able to sit back and say, I can't believe he said that, or I can't believe this was said outside of a meeting it's great to to think that to yourself but in reality you know you can only really be an ally if you're speaking up for people as well
0: yeah it's almost like when you're kind of fostering a new culture it's like you know no, that's not how we do things here and making sure you know that that's kind of believed in. it's not just something that's in a handbook somewhere where yeah, you tend to find that quite a few places um and i guess that that's going kind of beyond the kind of male female divide it's almost like the you know being a decent person Well, what a great episode. I'd like to thank Tina and Kimberly for coming on the podcast. I thought some of their insights were fantastic. And if you're looking to join a a fast-growing tech company and you're passionate about what you do, um, if you're into web design or software development, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening.